Welcome to the New Manager Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Nickel. Hello and welcome. I'm glad you're here and I hope you're doing well. This is the new day of the new year. This is the new manager podcast. And I want to welcome you as we start this new year. Whether you are a first time manager and you are suddenly realizing that that's a different job than you've done before, or whether you are simply looking for a new approach. Being a new manager is not just about being a first-time manager, but it's also about choosing a new approach, some new tools, thinking about new skills. How do you want to manage? How do you want to lead? And I also include this bigger perspective of the way that a lot of us have been modeled of how to manage effectively might not work anymore. There are a lot of things that are changing in the way that we work, and we're really asking new questions about what does it mean to work effectively together? Uh, you know, how does the workplace function? You know, how, like just how does it work? How does work work? And there are some new ways that we can start thinking about that. So having a fresh perspective and looking with new eyes at a familiar situation will reveal new opportunities, it will show you new paths, it will illuminate old problems, but in a way that you might see something new. That's what it's all about. And as I kick us off into the new year with this podcast, that's where my mind and heart are at when I'm thinking about what I'd like to share with you. So I live in San Francisco, and one of my favorite places here in the city is the botanical garden. It's this beautiful garden with lots of different plants from lots of different parts of the world, and they're all really different. Some of them are really, you know, beautiful with flowers and, you know, like like beautiful rich green leaves, and some of them are beautiful in a very different kind of way. They're very spiky or they're very, um, you know, very, very small. Like there are so many different parts of this garden. There is the herbs and the garden of fragrance. There is this kind of dinosaur era garden with these really wild plants that definitely (laughs) look very prehistoric. There is the California native section of the garden. There is this, um, you know, like lots of beautiful magnolia trees that start to bloom now, start to bloom in January and into February. And I mention this because one of the things that really strikes me when I go into this garden is the variety of plants. So they are all plants and they all are a bit different and they all have some different needs. They all kind of bloom and grow under slightly different conditions. They have different needs for water and sunlight and shade. Like they all have slightly different timings and somewhat different requirements. And the point of the garden is not that they're all the same, but to actually understand and be mindful of what is the timing and what are the needs 
of all of these different plants. And I think about this as such a beautiful metaphor for life generally and for career and the workplace especially. So this idea that there are seasons, this idea that you know what you need or what is required at one season of your career or your professional life might be different in another season. For example, a lot of us, when we are first in our career, when we are new into our adult work life, the strategy for success is I'm just going to say yes to everything. I'm going to do everything as best I can. And that is what will work. You know, we're trying to prove ourselves. We're trying to learn. We're really open. We probably haven't specialized very deeply. And so we say yes to all the things. However, at some point in your career, that stops being an effective strategy. And what we need to learn then is how to discern what do I want to say yes to and take on? And then what do I want to say no to? And either that might be delegating it to somebody else. It might be pointing someone to a different resource or an alternative uh, person or you know place for help. And sometimes it's actually the skill of saying no without providing any comfort or any additional support. It's kind of that skill of the greatest service I can give you in this moment is giving you a fast, clean no so that you can then move on and figure it out. Like I'm not going to figure it out for you. That's not my role right now. And so the ability to discern what stage are you at, what is the strategy or the skill that will best support and serve your thriving and, you know, coming back to this garden metaphor, your thriving and the thriving of the ecosystem and community that you are a part of. That will change over time. And it's so important, I think, to understand that, that it's okay to let go of and and change things. Just like if you have a garden, it's okay to prune some of the plants back. Uh, If you have mint, (laughs) you know that mint is a very unapologetic plant. It will take over as much space as it can get. It is very resilient, very resourceful, and it's okay to prune that back. It's okay to pull it out. It's okay to say, okay, we're going to, you know, kind of contain the mint over here and we're going to not let it take up as much space as it wants to. So the health of the garden also requires kind of this awareness of what it, what are the needs? How are they changing? And thinking, you know, as the gardener, it's okay to decide, all right, you know what, we're going to prune back the mint. We're going to, you know, plant something else. We're going to adjust the balance of what what is in the garden. And being mindful of the life cycle of some of these different plants and realizing what is it time to pull or weed or you know, let go of, and then we compost it. And the thing is, is you know, with the garden, we don't do it in anger. So we're not, we're not angry at the plants. They're just being plants, you know? And so we're in this really intentional relationship with them. 
and in your career too. There will be stages when you feel like, okay, my strategy is to say yes to everything, keep my head down, do the hard work, and just get by. That's a totally valid strategy, and there are different times when you're going to want to use that. And there will be other times when the strategy is, I'm going to give a quick and clear no. I'm going to learn how to delegate. Uh, I'm going to stretch beyond a little bit into something that might feel a little bit different where I, I don't have complete knowledge and skill, but it's time for me to extend a bit into this next stage. And that's that feels right for this time, for this season, right? This is the season for that. And so with your our career too, and especially if you happen to be in an, an, an environment that might not be really supportive or awesome for your professional growth and your you know personal development, we can think about what is the season that you are in and how do you want to use what you know what is what is uh, around you to your best advantage, and then prepare for what's next. And we can do all of that without, uh, you know, feeling angry at everything around you. Kind of in that same sense of it's like, you know, the mint is going to take over. It's not personal. You're going to work with some people and in some systems that are just not awesome, but they're doing what they were designed to do or they're just doing what they choose to do and so rather than invest your energy in kind of feeling stuck and frustrated it's more of this sense of you know allow and acknowledge all of the emotion all of the frustration and then invest your energy into your change strategy So whether that means what is it that I can do to change, you know, where I am and what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, how might I change or influence the way we do things? Uh, And that, like the way that you answer that will be different over the course of your career. Uh, But I want to come back to this idea that when we think of you know career as a garden and you are the gardener and you know to take the metaphor in another way too you're also the plant you know you want to be nourished you want to grow you want to thrive and what you need to do that might be a little bit different than your neighbors because you know you're an individual human so you want to have that bigger perspective for yourself in the workplace and the new year is such a great time for that because we all sort of collectively take a step back, take a deep breath and say, okay, wait, where are we? What are we doing? And what will be required? So a couple of things I wanted to share with you to make this even more specific and practical as you move into this new year, as you're thinking about, you know, with new eyes, what it is that you are facing in your work, what it is that you want for yourself, right? Like career is also a place, not just of professional development, but personal growth. They go hand in hand. 
the first question you want to consider is what's the vision? And there are so many ways to think about this. What's the vision can also mean what does success look like? What is the big picture goal that you want to achieve? What is the effect you're going for? Or what is the feeling you're after? Sometimes success is about, you know, we're doing everything and that's, it's working well, but it feels so awful. And I want to be able to make it feel better. Like, can we do this, but in a way that doesn't feel so bad, right? Can we do this in a way that doesn't feel so draining or so exacting or that doesn't feel so... Uh, discouraging. Like sometimes it's not about we need to do things differently, but it's understanding why is this having such an adverse effect on how we feel? And is there a way that we can change that? All of those are some of the questions that start to come up when we ask, what's the vision? And what's lovely about this is you will answer this in a few different ways for yourself. You might have a vision of your career for the next six months or for the next year. You might also have that bigger picture of your life and how your career fits into that, depending on, you know, where what's what else is happening in your life. You know, career is just one part of, you know, who you are as a person. So take some time to consider what's the vision, what's that big picture, and have fun as you think about that. Don't worry yet about being super practical or realistic. We want the vision to be a little bit um, generous when you think about it. Don't be stingy or mean-spirited, but really be generous as you think about what's the vision, what does success look like, what is it that you want, what is the effect you're going for. Then we've got three questions to ask yourself. The first is, what will I stop doing? What will I stop investing in? What will I stop putting my time and energy into? Uh, What do I want to stop telling myself? You know, if you have a very strong inner critic, maybe it's time to to like turn the volume down on that. Maybe it's time to stop telling yourself that you can't do it or that you uh, are not good enough. Or maybe it's time to stop telling yourself that other people's opinions carry so much weight. Maybe we want to stop telling those stories on the inside of your own mind. Um, And also thinking about what relationships or patterns do you want to stop perpetuating? And again, this might be a right timing thing, this sense of, oh, it is now the right time to stop perpetuating this pattern in my relationship or in my work life or in, you know, in the world, right? Like you can decide, I want to stop participating or stop perpetuating that. So deciding what is it that you will stop? That's question one. Question two, what will you start? What is it time to start doing? What will you start putting your time and energy into? What do you want to start telling yourself? Right, One of my favorites is, hey, done is better than perfect. And if we you know, like get iterative about it. The idea of it's, it's, it's more valuable to do something, have it be imperfect because you will learn and you will keep going. What do you want to start telling yourself? 
What relationships or patterns do you want to start nurturing? This is a really good one when you think about all of the different relationships in your life, the relationship with your coworkers, the relationship you have in your industry, the relationship you have with your career or with uh, you know other other people in your life, personal and professional. What relationships or patterns do you want to start nurturing? One pattern you might want to start nurturing is the pattern of appreciative inquiry, which is where we ask what's working, what's of value here, what, you know, what are the the wins? You start training your attention to look for the value and the things that are going well rather than being focused on the gap or the things that are difficult or not going your way. You can create this pattern, this relationship by looking at the positive things. And it's not again to, you know, disregard the negative, but it's to rebalance. It's like recalibrating your internal attention so that you don't over-focus on the, the negative, but we want to bring that into balance because there's a lot of value that we can gain from the positive things, especially when you're managing people and in a leadership role, be very mindful of where you tend to rest your attention because when we start to add more appreciation and gratitude and acknowledgement of others, that's also a way of building a sense of goodwill, a sense of, oh, I'm being seen and appreciated. And everybody wants to feel seen and appreciated and valued. It's one of those things that can be such a small practice, but it really can have a very positive long-term effect. You can think of it just like watering the plants a little bit, (laughs) you know, give them a little bit of that, that positive nourishing attention to create and grow more of the positive behaviors and uh, the sense of goodwill that, you know, we have in the workplace. So what will you start is our second question. And the third one is what will you continue So as you think about this coming year, what is it that you're going to keep doing? What is it that, you know, worked last year that you want to continue to perpetuate and keep going? What's working that you will keep doing? And also, what's tough that you want to keep up anyway? So it, you know, it might be like, oh, like it's, it's such a pain to be, you know, to have to do this, this particular thing, but I'm going to keep at it because I know it makes me better. I know that it is valuable. I know that, you know, for now, for this period of time, it's still the the choice that I want to make, even though it's tough. And I think what also helps when we have this perspective, right? Like here's the big picture. What will I stop? What will I start? What will I continue? Is it also helps us remember the temporariness of things. It helps us be intentional in the choices that we make so that we're not simply going through the motions and kind of, you know, doing the last year but on repeat. It gives us a little bit of that space to reflect and make micro adjustments. And those micro adjustments 
can make very positive, accumulative, long-term effects. It's kind of like, you know, when you when you have a garden, it's a lot easier to maintain it if you're checking in on it regularly and tending to it as you see different needs arise. It's a lot harder if you just kind of, you know, neglect it or you know, uh, assume that everything is just going to be fine and then you only look at it, you know, once a year or twice a year, then there's a lot more work to do. So taking that moment, a small moment to pause and check in to ask yourself, okay, what's the big vision? What will I stop? What will I start? What will I continue? Will help you as you move through the year and help you to take a little bit of that new perspective with you. What I also really like about this framework is because it's so simple, you can use it in a lot of different situations and contexts. You might bring it into a team meeting and at the beginning of the year, as you're deciding as a team, how will we work together this year or this quarter? You might have a conversation as a team. Is there anything we need to stop doing? You know, and maybe that's something simple, like instead of having 60 minute meetings, let's have 45 minute meetings. Let's stop assuming it has to be an hour and let's make it a little bit shorter so that we all have a bit more buffer space, a bit more breathing room so we can context switch and just not feel so pressed, you know, time pressed all the time. Maybe that's the thing that we stop. Um, What is it that we want to start as a team? Is there anything that we want to start or do differently this year. Anything that we've been putting off, anything that we want to do even in a small way. I used to work at a company and the founder liked to do gratitude Fridays. So, you know, maybe you decide, hey, let's start doing a gratitude Friday where, you know, we just share an appreciation for someone else that's helped us on the team. Or maybe it's, oh, what, let's do let's do no meeting Wednesdays. <laughs> like, let's try that out and see how that goes. Maybe that's what you want to start. And what will you continue? What is it as a team that you are going to continue to do in the coming year? And this gives you room to acknowledge the things that are working. Hey, as a team, we do this thing and it works really well, so let's keep that. And it also allows you to acknowledge the things that are difficult that maybe you have to do anyways. So, okay, as a team, there's this thing that we have to do and nobody likes it and it's not the most perfect system, but it's the one that we're working with. So we're going to continue to do it anyways. Let's see if we can do it, you know, like without feeling so bogged down. Let's just acknowledge it. Yes, it's not awesome, but it's what we're working with. And so we're going to continue it anyways. So take this framework, use it in any way that is going to help you, either with a specific person, with your team, um, even with your manager. My gosh, can you imagine if you go to a one-on-one with your manager and you say, okay, manager, as I'm moving into this coming year and we're working together, I just wanted to do a check-in. I've got three questions. You know, what do we want to stop? Is there anything that we're doing that we don't need to do right now? What should we be starting? What will we start? Is there anything we want to continue, right? It just gives you that brief check-in, that gentle evaluation, very clear, very simple, and so useful in so many ways, just to make sure 
Like, where are we going? Are we going in the right direction? Is this working? So that is what I wanted to offer you as we begin the new year. I hope that you are feeling um, a sense of welcoming, right? Like we're all moving into this new year. You are here. There is some work for you to do. And the way that you do that, you have so much influence and agency over that, perhaps even more than you realize. And if this is all something that you want to have more structured support with, then I invite you to work with me. You can do that in two ways. I have a group program that will be opening up again and starting in February. Go to my website, kimnickel.com slash new managers and get on the wait list to learn and be invited to that as soon as that opens up for enrollment. The other way you can work with me is with one-on-one coaching. That's the most customized way to work together. We work together for about six months and we really get more clarity and more groundedness for you specifically so that you can address the things that are happening in your career and in your workplace and just feel so much more supported and so much more uh, at ease in how you're going to do all of that. So if those are interesting to you, go to my website, kimnickel.com, or go into the show notes for the links. Thank you so much for listening. I hope your year is off to a great start, and I will talk to you next time. When you're more effective at work, you're happier in your life. And when you're happier in your life, you're more effective at work. I can help. Go to my website, kimnickel.com, and sign up for a coaching consult. It can get better.